Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of A Chat with the Commission. Mike Claiborne and Rick Hummel here at the ballpark at Roger Dean Stadium. And, Commission, a lot's gone on since we last talked and since you last wrote some very insightful items in your column. Uh, give me your thoughts about where we're at in spring training right now because I kind of feel like with everybody gone, I think it's time to turn it up a little bit as far as what we're going to see from a pitching standpoint and certainly for all these young hitters who are trying to make a name for themselves. Well, first of all, thanks for your kind words. I'm anxious to see Montgomery, Matz, and Flaherty <clears throat> pitch. You know, we're not going to see Michaelis and Wainwright for, shoot, 10 more days probably. And uh, these other three guys have all made only one appearance, and they're all going to pitch again this weekend at some point. But those are the guys that are the other part of your rotation, you know, that's whether it's three, four, five, or one, two, three. We don't know where they're going to light in, but they're, they're part of the five. And I want to see them, and I want to see more of Carlson, what he's been doing. I'm impressed with that. Walker is, well, what can you say? I mean, he's if they picked the team today, he'd be on it. Mm -hmm. And if they picked the team a week from now, he would, might be on it. But uh, I was impressed the other day. He got that two-strike hit off Garrett Cole over at Tampa, and then he got another hit to right field later in the game. Uh, I haven't seen him have to catch too many balls in the outfield, which is fine, too. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of Paul DeYoung lately, and I haven't, except for that one home run, I haven't seen much to <clears throat> get excited about, but that's, that's, why, that's why he has the time here. We're going to see, thanks to Korea, losing two games already in the WBC, Tommy Edmond could be back pretty quick here. <laughs> I expect Tommy back sometime around Monday or Tuesday to get a day off somewhere along the way. You know, you, you've been in a lot of training camps. I'm not sure if I've seen this much competition for different spots, and we haven't even talked about the bullpen. I mean, we, there's a couple of guys that are in limbo right now in Dakota Hudson and also Jake Woodford. Woodford's done nothing wrong so far in this spring, and yet I can't tell you whether he's going to be part of this ball club or not. Well, you would have thought when the camp opened that he was not going to be part of it. But then you go over to Tampa and shut out the Yankees' A lineup for four innings, and they had the big boys in there. They had an MVP. They had a batting champion in there. You're right. No MVPs. Josh yeah, Donaldson was exactly. in there, too. You know, they're, they're all over the map there with that lineup. Then. And Beta was in there. They had, you know, they didn't have Torres, but the only guy they didn't have in there from their, from their regular lineup. And uh, that was very impressive. Um, and Hudson has been, yeah. Okay, I guess. But Barely you, okay. You look at the bullpen. There's about 16 guys you can if you're counting the, the starters you can write down for spots. I mean, Drew Verhagen has been good, and he's got a contract, so he's going to be he's going to be here at the start of the season. I have no doubt in my mind about that because he hasn't pitched poorly. He's pitched very well. He was electric yesterday. I mean, his his curveball was going this way and that way. And, and granted, it's Nicaragua. I think big leaguers would have a hard time trying to figure him out. Well, sometimes you were scratching yourself thinking, why, why, why has this guy been signed? Well, now you know why they signed him. He's got electric stuff, as you say. Uh, Hicks, what are you going to do with him? He's been okay. Average. Average yeah. at best. You know, I think he's had the most difficult time dealing with the pitch clock because he's not in sync. He rushes pitches when he should lay back. And it just seems like, you know, he just doesn't appear to be in sync. And I think the clock has had a lot to do with it. He needs to be in the WBC for 10 days. He gets screwed away here. <laughs> no clock there. You have, you know, is, is Palante better than Hicks? Well, probably. I mean, he's not here right now, so it's up to Hicks to show that he's as good as Palante, if not better. Because Verhagen's going to be here. 
Then do you carry six starters? Is, is Hudson going to be on your club at the start of the season? You know, do you carry seven stars? Is Woodford going to be on your club? Although, I think in the big picture, I don't care how many options he has left, left if, if they can't find 13 guys better than Jake Woodford, then he better be on the team. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> um, I think the other challenge is the DH – Who's going to hit from the left side? The second base situation. Brendan Donovan looks like he's going to be your everyday second baseman. But I think if, as far as people who have improved from last year, I think Nolan Gorman has shown me the most improvement in how he handles himself in the field. Yeah, and he's played a nice third base. He's getting some chances there with Arnado gone. <clears throat> and he's done all right. He's hit the ball the other way a little bit. Hadn't struck out as much. Uh, does he – show you enough leather to be in the field or as a DH, though. And uh, I don't know if, if Donovan's going to play second. There's no other spot for Gorman. I don't know. We'll come back from the WBC yeah, eventually. Sure that. Yeah, that's true. He is programmed to be back here by about March 23rd. So with that said, we haven't even talked about the right side as far as a DH. Is it Yepes? Is it DeYoung? I, I, I thought Gomez would be an interesting guy to watch. He hasn't shown me enough power to put him in that spot. And – I'm just not sure if there's a spot for him on this current roster. But the right side, I think, from a D.A. standpoint, poses some real question marks. I wonder if Gomez is concentrating so much on not striking out so much that it's affected his power stroke. Because he, had, he hadn't struck out as much as we thought. Right. But they didn't get him to have singles. No. <clears throat> but he's, putting, he's hitting for average. I mean, I like what he's doing. He's putting it in play. But you're right. We don't need any more singles here. There's no more Judys on this team. We, we're good. Judy, boy, you're taking us back a little bit with that guy. I don't know if our fans know about what that meant. <laughs> a little hard to explain, but, but uh, you have – yeah, I think Yepes is, came into camp as the right-handed DH, and maybe he still is. Maybe DeYoung is just a, a utility infielder. They're only one, maybe. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, DeYoung, you mentioned earlier, has not hit with any sort of efficiency. And also the fact that he hasn't been able to play in the field because he's had a sore arm – you just don't know what you're getting. So my question to you is, do you showcase him to the point where maybe the Dodgers or a team that's looking for a shortstop would be in a good position? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in that situation? Oh, I'm sure he's playing for all 29 other teams right now. The guy we haven't talked about, I like a little bit, is that Motter. He plays four positions. He's a big guy. He's got a little pop in his bat, it looks like, and he's going to go to Memphis. But that might be your utility guy down the line somewhere. Got that softball stance in the batter's box like he's just sitting on a fastball ready to jump on it. And, you know, when you look at his track record, he's only – in all the years he's been in the game, he's played 161 major league games. So he's been that career minor league guy who's going to turn 34 this year. But maybe that sort of veteran experience is something you can use where he knows, I'm not going to get a lot of at bats, I just need to stay ready. It looks like he and, and Brendan Donovan go to the same hairdresser, yes, too, I believe. No doubt that, yeah. <laughs> He's a little chunkier than Donovan, but not by much. No. But give me a, He's got the nice hair. Though. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So give me somebody Give me somebody you're going to pay attention to this week. Because I mentioned we're going into week three, and things are going to be turned up a little bit more. The pitchers will start throwing more than just fastballs and change-ups. So what are you going to be paying close attention to as far as the development of this team? Uh, Thompson. Is he your best left-hander in the bullpen? He might be. I mean, Cabrera's not here to defend himself. He's with the Dominican Republic team, and I don't exactly know why they brought him on to their team. Uh, they have enough guys to win that championship without him. He needs to be here. Yeah. Uh, but he can't do anybody any good here. I mean, there. I mean, he, they, how many times is the Dominican Republic going to need a left-handed reliever when they're ahead by 11 runs? 
Um, so Thompson, I'd like to see Savage, um, the guy from they got in Kansas he's City. Good. He's a bit, yeah, he's good. I mean he's another left-hander. I'd like to see all the left-handers. Packy Naughton, uh, you got to decide: Do you really need to carry three? Do you need to carry two? Because they have a, there's a lot of right-handers out there. Especially when you have the right-hander. Um, that was so good last Palante. year. Yeah, Palante, who gets lefties out as well as anybody. So, I mean, his his splits are reversed. So he's a guy that you really pay attention to as well. And Verhagen is a guy you didn't have much chance to see last year. He was hurt most of the Yeah, time. but he's got he's got a job. And and Palante's got a job. And you know, Gallegos has got a job. And Helsley's got a job. And Hicks uh, I don't know if he's got a job. <clears throat> Borderline guy playing in his in a contract year. I, I again, I think I tell people stay tuned because this roster is quite fluid right now, uh, for some of the reasons you just mentioned. And I haven't even talked to you about the catching, backup catching. Andrew Kisner's done very little here. Uh, you've got a couple other guys who are knocking at the door. They don't have any big league experience. Kisner knows the staff. Maybe that's a plus for him, but offensively he gives you nothing. You're right. He didn't give much last year either, or the year before. Barrera has caught some games for Washington, Trace Barrera. Mm -hmm. And that's the guy I think you're referring mostly to right. as far as giving Kisner a run for his money. Now, you'd have to create a spot for him on the roster. And I'm, I guess that could be done without too much, on the 40-man roster, without too much difficulty. But uh, I I'd still would favor Kisner because of his familiarity with the staff, which the staff is roughly the same as it was last year. You may have a couple of different pieces in the bullpen, but the starting pitchers are all the same as they were last year, including Woodford, including Hudson. And uh, I, But Kisner looks as if he's fighting to hold on to a job, and he, and he should have already had that job. Yeah, I agree. And he was given every opportunity because, remember, he was supposed to be next. And then there was Yvonne Herrera, and Herrera wasn't ready last year. So the Cardinals were really desperate for catching last year, and they didn't solve it until this offseason. And Contreras is starting. You can see him starting to ascend. But I haven't seen anybody other than Barrera. Pajes is a very good framer, but he doesn't have any big league experience. So I think that's going to be something we need to pay closer attention to. I just don't think – because when you look at Contreras, the most games he's ever caught was 133. So you have to have somebody who's going to give you some, some leeway. And I don't think he'll catch 133 with this team. I think they'll DH him, they'll move him around and keep his bat in the lineup. So they've got to find somebody else who can be a decent receiver and give you at least a chance to get one hit per four at-bats. Yeah, it's too hot there to catch 133 games yeah, in St. Louis. I, I, I agree. I don't know. How do you suppose Teddy Simmons caught 160 that one year? Yeah, artificial sure. turf, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you have Kisner – has all the makings of a play. He's a big guy. He's got power. At least he used to have power. He should be able to ward off this challenge, but he hasn't shown anything where, where you could say, well, we could trade Kisner. Well, what are you going to get for him? I mean, uh, there yeah. isn't much value the way he's been playing so far. Somebody will take him because they he checks the eye chart, but once he puts a bat in his hand, he's not the guy that we saw and heard about when he was in the minors because he was more hit than throw and catch. Now it's the other way around, so that, that's something to stay tuned for. All right, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about the WBC. Give me your thoughts on what you've seen so far. Well, I was surprised Korea lost its first two games. Not Well, the, the first game, anyway, losing to Australia after having a three-run lead. Japan knocked them around 13-4. to four. Well, they're, they're, they're playing in Japan, and 
They got, <clears throat> I mean, they have, they have the best player in the world on, on their team he in helps. Japan. He, <laughs> he pitched and hit, and, and Newt Barr is like a cult hero over there. He's got all the guys pepper grinding now, and he's making diving catches, and Otani is applauding. Otani doesn't show any emotion out there, but he loves Newt Barr. He'll put Newt Barr in his knapsack and take him with him <laughs> everywhere. But uh, I, I thought that, uh, you know, they were getting just started with the, the Arizona side of this and the, and the Florida side of this in the next couple of days. And I think the game to watch is Venezuela and Puerto Rico on um, Sunday night because one of those teams ain't going to get in. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Dominican will begin in as one of the two representatives. And after that, I mean, if you, you lose that game, you're, you're, you're pretty much out because I don't think Israel or Nicaragua will be spoiling anybody's they, parties. They will have a chance to watch the game from the stands very soon. <laughs> uh, you like the setup, though? You like what it means to the game? Well, they're telling me that they're having almost all games sold out in Miami. I was just down there uh, and then saw Yadier Molina, manager Molina, excuse me, from the Puerto Rican team. And we've never seen all those seats occupied in that ballpark no, ever. They pull the tarp off upstairs. I, I didn't know they had any up, up, <laughs> upper deck. <laughs> I mean, they compete with Roger Dean as far as attendance when it comes to the Miami Marlins. But you like the direction that it's going because apparently uh, the rest of the world is embracing this, this tournament. Well, they got more – countries involved, and they stepped up their programs a little bit. I mean, uh, the Czech Republic won a game, and, and people say they actually got a pretty good team. I didn't know they had a team. I didn't either. I mean, just like the Nicaraguan team, the only thing I knew about Nicaragua was Roberto, Roberto Clemente died in a plane crash here and David Green. That's all I ever knew about baseball there. And Melvin Moore played his yeah, zillion yeah. years, but that's about it, yeah. That's all she wrote, and that, that's where we're at right now. All right, Commissioner. Um, Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here for this segment? Well, I, I'm happy to see that, you know, I've been not a fan of the WBC and the fact that I don't think this is the right time of the year to have it because mm -hmm. you don't have players at midseason form. But you can't take <clears throat> two weeks off in the middle of the baseball season. Like, you know, hockey, no. hockey you do that, nobody knows the difference, you right. know. But uh, you can't do that in the baseball season because no. it would last until November for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have the weather issue that'll come into play. All right, he's Rick Hummel. I'm Mike Claiborne. We thank you for tuning in for another edition of a commission, another edition of a chat with the commission. We'll talk to you again down the line on ClavesOnline.com. Don't forget you can tune in and check out the commission's column every Monday right here on Claves Online as well. So for the commission, I'm Claves. We'll talk to you soon. St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. We have over 200 vehicles on hand and in transit. Get the new 2023 MDX or Integra with up to $1,000 in loyalty. Rebates and financing as low as 3.9% for 60 months. You can also lease the 2023 MDX for as low as $599 a month. Or get a pre-owned certified MDX with 3.99% financing. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. There's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Amron, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now, we're building a next generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking. That's energy at work. Learn how you can participate in solar programs at amronillinois.com renewables.